When, when you declare that you're going to stand still and wait on the Lord, what do that actually mean? Huh? You're going to trust him? What else? You're going to believe in him? But what are you going to do outside of trust and believe? Huh? Oh, you don't have no action in, the, in, 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 in this scenario? You don't have to do nothing? Oh, baby, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You got to show God some work. Your standing still is standing still in your faith. But you still got to get in motion. Don't think that God's going to come and put a slide up under your feet and slide you on through. No, sweetheart, you got to go through your trial. Your faith in believing and trusting in God is going through. So don't get the picture like you don't have to do nothing. Because that's the wrong picture. Amen. You must work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. That means putting your total trust in God while you move forward. Am I right, sir? So you can't just think that you're just going to dump the load on God and then you do nothing. That ain't how it works. Amen? Amen? You got to show God that you are trusting in him, in his righteousness, huh? that you fear not the enemy. Come on, somebody. You got to fight this battle. From this day forth, you need to know that you are in a war and you got to fight this battle. And most battle is in us. Our biggest battle is in our doubt. Our biggest battle is in our fears. Amen. And sometimes it causes us to tuck and run. Am I in the right place? Am I with the real people? Because guess what? You ain't as strong as you think you are. Come on, somebody. You need the strength of the Lord. I turn you into the hands of Sister T. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. So we're dealing with our refuge and our strength. And uh, the teachers and elder did an excellent job uh, bringing out some good points throughout the lesson. Amen. So the idea of the lesson today is I will look to God as my refuge and strength. The focus verse comes out of Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And so the lesson text here is Psalms 46 and Chronicles 32. God will help us to fight our battles. Amen. And I'm glad you said that. He said help. Help. He didn't say he was going to fight for you. Right. He's going to help you fight. Help. He's a very present help. 
in trouble. And so the lesson started out uh, giving some history behind this text in Second Chronicles. Then talked about Ahaz um, and his wicked reign and idolatry that led over to a God handing him over to the enemy. And so as you read in the Old Testament throughout the scriptures, um, it goes from, you know, the reign of Moses and Joshua, and then it goes into the judges, and then it goes into the reign of the kings. And, you know, what you'll notice when you read in Chronicles and Kings is that each king was either a good ruler or they were a wicked ruler. And so the choice was up to them. And uh, this particular ruler uh, set up altars to other gods in the house of God. And you believe that the devil don't come to church. You believe everybody that go to church is saved. Mm -hmm. That's why you deceive now. You see, because uh, this particular ruler set up idolatry in the nation. And that is one thing that God cannot stand and will not tolerate is idolatry. He set it up in the very beginning. I believe it was a book of Deuteronomy. He told Moses, you shall love the Lord thy God and him only shall you serve. You shall love him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. He was very specific and he stands on that even to today. He does not stand your idolatrous worship. <laughs> and we're still doing it in 2022. You erect gods of your family. You erect gods of your money. You erect gods of, you, you know, you just throw up gods before him. And then when you get in trouble, you want to cry and foam at the mouth. And God is sitting there looking at you. Mm. Because you don't put everything else above him. Mm. Wow. Now you won't rescue. <laughs> Isn't this the picture, you know, that we get throughout the scripture? And, and, and so idolatry is what got the people off. And now as we serve God in 2022, the current day church, idolatry is what has gotten us off. Rebellion has gotten us off. Being stiff-necked has gotten us off. You hear me? Off. We can barely buy a move of God now. Wonder why? Wonder why God is stepping back? Huh? Why does it take so, so long for God to hear your prayer? Why does it take so long for God to move? Because when you check out the book of Chronicles here and the life of Hezekiah, the man of God approached God and God moved. Why is God delaying in your behalf? Uh -oh. Good Why is there a delay when you call on God? Good Good What's wrong? Why can't we get in touch with glory immediately? Why is it that we don't have an audience? Because our hearts have shifted away from God. Oh. Yeah, first lady finna come down your road because I feel this hot off the press. Hmm? Our hearts have shifted 
away from the things of God. From the service of God. From being faithful and obedient to God. We're not loving the Lord thy God with everything that we have. Hmm. And the proof is in the move of God in your own life. Huh? You got to look at me like you're crazy. Check your life. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Check out the move of God in your life. You get a sprinkle here. You might get a sprinkle there. You might get a little touch of a blessing. You might. Huh? But what about the move? My God, what about a fresh anointing? Because we thriving on a stale anointing that we once had. Baby, it's stale. It's stale. Huh? It ain't even fresh. And you gloating and sticking your chest out. Huh? Huh? Like, oh, I'm under the spirit. Oh, I feel the spirit. Oh, you do. It should be breaking that yoke off your then. Because that's what the anointing does. The last time I checked the scripture, the anointing don't come to make you look good. It don't come to make you shine. Huh? It destroys the yoke off of your neck. Why are you still in bondage then and you so anointed? Oh, I feel it hot. It's hot today. We so anointed. But we can't get a breakthrough. It's time for the church to wake up and check itself. You ain't where you should be. You ain't where you think you are. Uh -huh. <laughs> Our priorities have gotten off. We drifting farther and farther away from God. <laughs> Woo, that was hot off the press, I'm telling you. <laughs> Woo, we carrying around Bibles and we got apps and we singing our songs and they ain't hitting nothing but the ceiling they ain't coming back down. Hmm. We churching and we hopping and we slipping, falling out, doing all that, speaking in ten different tongues and tongues of angels and ain't nothing happening. The question is why? Because we done hid some stuff. Huh? We're not getting rid of some stuff. We're not letting some stuff go. We're not repenting like we say we're doing. You say you repent. But repentance, we should see some fruit. Oh, I know y'all don't like First Lady this morning. Y'all had y'all time, I'm going to have mine. Because see... You know, God is going to deal with some stuff. And it's time for the church to get real. Uh-huh. That's why so many folk is falling off. And so many folk is weak as wet spaghetti. We just need to cut it down the middle. Slice it and dice it. Tell the truth. We got some work to do, church. We should be hungering and thriving for a move of God like we never seen before. Not just in the earth, but in us. Uh-huh. We talk about 
about the move of the blood moons and how God is shaking up the earth uh, with natural disasters and everybody can see that. Uh, we talk about the move of God and how he wrecked the whole planet with COVID and the plagues that is going on through the earth and the destruction. But what about a move of God in your soul? He said, behold to the prophet. I shall do a new thing. He was talking about in you. And then it will spring forth. Yes, of our soul. What is the new thing that's springing forth out of you? Because all I see is stale bread. I know it. It's a, it's a little tight. Uh, but sometimes God has to bust our bubble and shake us to a little reality here. Huh? Because you think it's about coming and sitting down in your seat instead of getting a relationship with God. He wants relationship, not your little formality. Relationship. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. My God. Woo. You think it's tight for you? It's tight to the preacher first. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Let me get back to this lesson. I'm going to try here. So we talked a minute about idolatry. Putting other gods before the true and the living God. And wonder why God gets angry. And wonder why God moves throughout the earth. And he's ticked off. Because we don't put everything else before him. Mm, and use him as a little trinket, as a little genie in the bottle. Uh, today I'll serve this God, and later on I'll pick up this other God. And then when I get in real bad shape, I guess I'll call on the name of the Lord. Huh? You call on him after the fact. <laughs> but you didn't seek him before the fact. Oh. Uh, that, that's why we're in the shape we're in now. Wrecked up, desperate, wicked, wretched, low down, slow fall, rebellious, stiff neck. Let's just call it what it is. The church is in turmoil. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And see, God is going to clean up. <laughs> God is going to clean up house. Oh, don't be surprised when you see some more folk fall off. When you see some more folk getting laid in the ground. Because God is not a play pretty. He's not going to play no games with his people. He demands respect. He demands that you reverence him in every area of your life. And he will not be second. He will not. You hear me? He will not be second. Hmm. You can say, well, dog, what did the pastor put in first lady coffee this morning? She got a little attitude. <laughs> no, the Holy Ghost did. <laughs> That's Holy Ghost so, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Holy Ghost, sis, is all in your suit today. <clears throat> so Hezekiah 
he rebelled against the evil of this king. He refused to serve him. And instead of, you know, him giving in <laughs> to the enemy, he said, no, I won't serve you. How many of us selling out today, huh? For a little trinket, for a raise, huh? For a little hookup, huh? Y'all like that hookup, don't you? Huh? You sell out for anything. Uh, anybody and everybody can buy you, uh-huh? Because your heart is to buy it. But Hezekiah said, no, 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 no. I'm not bowing to you. I will not serve you. He stood flat foot and bold to this evil crooked king and say, no, bro. I ain't having it. <laughs> because a true and living God is the one that I love and I serve. And he's the one that I give my allegiance to. He is the one that I will serve with my whole heart. Because he trusted in his God. Huh? He had such trust in the Lord that the Bible recorded about Hezekiah and how much he trusted in his God. Uh, what is being written in the Lamb's Book of Life about how much you trust in God? Because there's a book in glory. <laughs> My God. And God is the author. What? Down the acts of his people. Oh my God, how much do you trust God? You say you trust him with all your heart. You say those words and it sounds good, but your actions should depict it. Your lifestyle, the fruits that follow you, should depict that you actually trust in God. Huh? You see, I'm, I'm getting a little older now. <laughs> that stuff that used to move me don't move me. Folks talking don't move me. Huh? Because God gifted me with the eyes of a seer at a young age. And he's steadily developing my eyes to see. Uh-huh. And more and more, Elder, I find myself checking fruit and being a fruit inspector. Uh-huh. Words don't move me. Uh-huh. And so you got to get to that point as well where stuff don't move you because folks talking a good talking, game. game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Check out the lifestyle. Check out the fruits. Be able to discern. Oh, that's, that's a whole nother subject right there, being able to discern. Uh-huh. So the Bible talked about Hezekiah in a good way. And I just want God to talk about me in a good way. <laughs> when he looked down in the earth and he looking for somebody that got faith. He looking for somebody down here that trust and believe him at his word. I want me. <laughs> Please see me, Jesus. Huh? When he looking for somebody that will make a stand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, standing therefore, huh? not being tossed and thrown. With every wind and doctrine, huh? Standing in the evil day, having done all to stand, standing there for. I want them to see me. Uh -huh. No, that's action. That's action. <laughs> that's more than talking, boo. Huh? You talk all day, quote as many scriptures as you want. Holla, run around the church seven times, but when you get done, God is looking at your life. 
Yes, He's looking at it. Yes, Is it measuring up to his word? Hmm. Yeah, I'm just bringing out a few points. They didn't already talk, but y'all going to listen for a few more minutes. Because the Bible says that the Lord God of Israel was so after him with none like him among all the gods. He trusted in the Lord. Huh? <laughs> he surpassed all the other kings in trusting in the Lord. Y'all hear that? Because there's a whole lot of kings in there. If you check out the book of First and Second Chronicles and First and Second Kings, there was king after king after king after king. But out of all that lineage, Elder, the Bible recorded Hezekiah, out of all of them, the most that trusted in God. So you mean to tell me you can have a testimony like that with God? Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Trusting in God is going to God first. Right? Exactly. First. Yes, ma'am. Not after the fact. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you can say you can trust in the Lord once you done got what you wanted. Uh-huh. After God done came through, oh, I trust in the Lord. Oh, you did. <laughs> if God didn't move in your favor and your behalf, you'd be sitting there looking like a bump on a pickle. So don't but try to pretend and portray like, oh, I just got this supreme and confidence and trust in God. I can't tell. You fall off in and out, on and in, you get back in and you get back off. I can't tell. You're so trusting in God. Come on now. Huh? You, you, you trust Him with your life, your substance? Mm-hmm. If you say you trust God, then you... Oh, you trust support... Is trust. You trust is trust. You support the work of God. You won't find excuses of why you can't be engaged in the work of God. You won't come up missing with any and every little thing that come around. We can't find you, but you say you trust in God. Uh, you trust him when you're sick? Uh-huh. Oh, you do? Oh, it might be a little hole in that trust, bro, sis. You said it. doctor's appointment did you seek God before you shook it and took it did you seek God you say you trust in God huh? just going by what we say huh before I get to the hospital I'm calling on God on my way <laughs> on my way there I'm calling on the Lord huh before I check myself in and pay my copay at the doctor's office I done already talked to God before I got in the door. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Before I clock in, before I go in every day, because I'm walking into a war zone. Come on. I consult with God. Before I make the deal at the car dealership, before I sign the contract, God, is this the way that I should take? Uh, maybe you won't get in so much trouble. <laughs> you won't get in such a tight time. But you say you trust God and you don't seek him beforehand because you think you got all the answers. 
Just because you got good credit don't mean you go sign up for everything.
they know you to do something. There's a song that they used to say, walk with me, Lord. Uh -huh. But they really didn't mean it. They mean walk for me, Lord. Yeah. Not walk with me. We want God to do all the work. <laughs> that ain't how it goes, saints. It's a relationship. We got to do some works. We got to show God something. Hezekiah showed God what he was willing to install, what he was willing to put forth before they got in the battle. Uh -huh. Oh, beforehand. Because see, y'all think y'all going to get in the midst of a hot trial and you're going to be able to just praise God and you're just going to be so happy in the Lord and you're going to be able to work a good work for the Lord in the midst of a hot trial. Honey, you will be very fortunate if you get a prayer through in the middle of a hot trial. You'll be fortunate when you're going through the fire and you think you're going to do this grandiose stuff for God. That's what your trust is, God. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you can, but most won't. Because they didn't spend the time before they got in the truth. Hmm. So Hezekiah did some, it was quite interesting. First, what did he do? He cut off the water supply to the enemy. huh? And whenever nations go to war and they're sitting around doing the war strategy, one of the first things they decide to do is either cut off the water or cut off the food. Huh? Think about it. If I cut off your water, I cut off your food. Huh? That's a war strategy. Huh? And so the enemy, he's excellent at that. He's cutting off your water and your food supply. And you sitting there letting him. Soon as you leave out the door, you letting him draw off your water and your food. You done just came to church and you done got water and you done got fed the word of God. And you leave right out the door. And let the enemy snatch the word from your mouth. He just cut off your food supply. That's right, ma'am. Huh? Get out there in the world and get vexed and get tangled up in stuff we ain't got no business doing. Being around folk that is drawing off of you like a leech. They don't want to serve God, but they want to pull on you and your little piece of strength. And then you wonder why you ain't got no strength for yourself. Come on, preacher. You're cutting off your walk. Ah. And you can't even see it. We let sinners get too close. And we letting them train us and pull on us and pull on our faith. They may be a good natural friend, but what about a good spiritual friend? Oh, that's another day. Oh, there, there. <laughs> I can go, I can go at length on that one. <laughs> yeah, you can call them up. They'll come help you fix a toilet or a pipe. Huh? Y'all may go out to lunch together, but what about the spirit? Jesus. Come on, preacher. Mm. 
he's good buddies. This crowd that we put around us and they study pulling on us. You don't realize the pool and how much and how much it drains you until you left their presence. <laughs> they left that old spirit behind. I'm going down the yellow brick road. <laughs> 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 I tried. Y'all keep messing with me. I'm trying to get back to the lesson. So he cut off the water. So that the enemy wouldn't be sustained in the battle. Y'all ain't drinking our water. <laughs> then he repaired the city wall. Everything that was broken, that's why you need to get fixed. Mm. He repaired the city wall. So the enemy wouldn't be able to get in over the city wall where the breach was. Mm. We got some breaches in our wall, huh? And we need to go to God and say, God, I'm broken here. I got an area in my life, God, uh, that I need you to help me with uh, because it's a struggle. Huh? Oh, there's a brokenness right down deep in my spirit uh, and it's affecting the rest of my life. And until you go to God and get that thing fixed, the enemy going to keep on making heyday right there, right there, in that area, right there, right there. Until we go to God and say, God, fix me, help me, repair the broken bones and cause me to rejoice again. Cause me, oh God, to, to praise you again and sing a new song unto you. Cause me to walk upright in victory, knowing that you have helped me and that right early. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to get some things fixed. We're trying to help folks out, and you need to be fixed. You trying to give wisdom and advice, and you need some wisdom. You need some advice, because you reckon shopping in your own life, and you trying to tell somebody else, and you trying to give somebody else a word, and you trying to tell somebody else what they need to do. What about in your house? Because everything ain't so squeaky clean. You got a little dust. You got a little dust. Huh? We need to do some spiritual dusting in our own life. Come on, preacher. I hope that's helping somebody. Hmm. Then he began to make weapons and shields in abundance. And then he encouraged the people. Hmm. Yeah. See, it's time that you strengthen your spirit. We don't let too much pull on our spirit. We don't got too down in our spirit where it takes too much for us to get high in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you really take an inventory, Elder, think about how we once was on fire for God. Huh? It didn't take much for you. Huh? It didn't take much for you to get so anointed 
and they get so on fire. Even when you open your mouth, you can feel the presence and everybody else can hear the anointing of God. Where did that go? You got to strengthen your spirit. Now we get back in a position. Now we come and we spectate. Now we come and watch and wait when God is waiting on the people. He ain't short on spirit. He ain't short on anointing. He ain't short on power. He ain't short on deliverance. He's not short on healing. God desires to do all of that. But it's the people. Woo! It's us. It's us. When we hear the songs of Zion, now we ain't even moved. And sit and listen to the preached word of God. It don't even bat an eye. What happened to your zeal? What happened to your fire? Huh? There was a time where the saints used to tell the church just hearing the word of God being spoken. Because I was there. I'm telling you something I heard. I was there. Now, God will be moving all around us. It ain't moved us not one iota. We can't even get a decent hand clap now in the house of God. God have to come down and knock the dust off our hands to give God a decent hand clap. Strengthen your spirit. The Bible said, clap your hands before the Lord, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. We don't even shout to God. We quiet as a church house mouth and think you're going to get a fresh move of God. Honey, I'm here to tell you, God ain't moving in your cemetery praise. He ain't moving in your cemetery praise. And you can tell the pastor I said that. I don't care about you telling him. I'm telling it in the microphone. God ain't moving in your cemetery praise. You get that on tape?
no zombie. You're supposed to be godly and righteous and holy. Well, we got we got the spirit of a freak lapping up all this craziness and listening to all this chuck on the radio and chuck on YouTube and all the other tools and Facebook and you wonder why you're mixed up and you're confused shredding your spirit need to drop some of this junk like a hot potato turn them off Trapping. He has a kind started off with the natural. He started off with the physical fortification. Then he went to the spiritual fortification. Because I can train you with a gun. I can train you how to throw a spear or a javelin. Huh? But you got to train your mind. You got to strengthen your spirit, huh? By not entertaining everything. Not, not being down in the mouth, huh? Because your words have power. Like Hezekiah's words have power. You got to let the word of God take lodge in your heart. That means when you come, you got to eat. stuff are we listening to every day? Huh? How much spiritual stuff are we listening here every day? Huh? You don't need it two times or three times a week. You need it every day, boo. Hmm? Every day you wake up, you wonder that. Huh? The enemy is looking to get some old saints off. You hear me? You can't afford to take a lunch break. You can't afford to take a vacation. You can't afford to take a sabbatical with your crazy self. You need 24, 365. Strengthen your spirit. Devil, the devil this, the devil that. 
We speak so much about the enemy uh, that we magnify the enemy instead of magnifying God. Well, what is God doing? Why don't we flip the script and talk about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? God is good in spite of everything I went through this week. He brought me out. He didn't have to do it, but he did. How about we testify to the glory of God? He made a way out of no way. I couldn't figure it out. My back was up against the wall. I didn't have no other record. I didn't have no other solution. But God, how about you talk about what God is Why don't you talk about God as much as you do? The devil. I choose to spend more time encouraging myself. <laughs> and that's what saints going to have to learn how to do. You're going to have to learn how to encourage yourself in the We act like God ain't doing nothing, Pastor. We act like God ain't moving. We act like God is short on healing. We act like God is short on delivering. God said, my arm is not too short that I can't deliver my ear. <laughs> that I can't hear when my people are calling me. Encourage yourself. You ain't got to wait on a conference to get encouraged. Get encouraged when you get watered and fed every week. Huh? Have some expectation that God is going to do something. If I show up, if I do something, God is going to move. You don't expect nothing. Don't have an expectation. That's how they got the victory. They had a solid foundation of good preaching and teaching to build upon. You got the foundation and you stop building. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's why you can't afford to listen to watered down stuff. <laughs> Honey. You need some spiritual grits to stick to your bones. You don't need that watered down cream of wheat. That stuff ain't helping you none. Oh, that's what you had for the past seven years. They helped you, huh? You ain't in no better position than you was years ago. You still struggling with the same struggle. You need some spiritual grits. You should be stronger than what you was a few years ago. You should have gained some spiritual ground with God. Oh, Pastor, I feel you itching. Huh? <laughs> you got some, Pastor, because I got some more.
come on in a run, Pastor. Because first lady get ready to walk a little bit. No, no, no. Actually, for a change, uh, she got a little nap and I got up. <laughs> I just want to point out and I want to tell you something that the season of COVID was good for me. I want y'all to know that. God gave me a selah. I didn't die, but there were some spiritual things happening. And I want you to look at yourself in a different light. When God calls you to sit down, Stop licking your wounds and crying, poor me. Find out what it is that God is trying to reveal to you. Maybe you're going too fast. Maybe you're missing out on some things that you should be getting. And you're not focused because you're looking at the sickness or the disease more than you're looking at God. And we do have a tendency to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Even myself, I can't help it, you know, when I'm supposed to be a little bit more cautious because of the cancer and the diabetes. Don't feel sorry for me because I ain't feeling sorry for myself. Come on, son. Come on, preacher. I ain't waiting on the doctor to tell me I'm healed and I'm delivered. I'm going to go on. I'm going to run as fast as I can, do everything that I can do while I can and I ain't going to worry about I can't do. Y'all hear me? Amen. I got up to say this. Hezekiah, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was in the lesson connection, and I don't know if you caught it. Um, it's around, I guess, the middle of the paragraph. Together the vessels of the house of God and cut into pieces the vessels of the house of God and shut the doors of the house of the Lord and he made himself in every corner of Jerusalem in several cities of Judea and he made high places to burn incense unto other gods. See, thing that you as saints don't realize. If you don't worship this God, you're going to worship another God. And why it's very detrimental for the holiness, the truth to shut the doors. Because you have no place to go but to another God. See, I, I wanted to point out, this is an age-old text. You think you're saving yourself, but the Bible told us whosoever saves his life loses his life. And that's why you got come, folks that come to church and still die as a sin. So when you and I don't come to the God, 
take all our gifts and talents. If you don't sing for God, you're going to sing for out there. You're going to sing for your glory. You're going to sing for you. You're going to put all your gifts into your glory. And don't tell me something doing it. We're all doing it right now. How can I prosper? How can I make myself big? How can I, how can I, how can I, how can I? Except the Lord keeps the city. The watchman waken but in vain. And a whole lot of us wake in vain. You know, have you ever thought about the different situations the world in right now? I don't care what you do, you can't save yourself. They talk about the water's contaminated. Now they got a man's suit because a whole lot of folks got sick from contaminated water, cancer, and disease. Can I tell you, Little Rock water ain't no better. Water nowhere is no better because there is an overpopulation of the earth. The earth was designed to filter out everything, but it's got to go down deep enough. Ain't nothing going down deep no more. Oh, y'all don't like me, but so we got our hope in the wrong place. There's nothing wrong with having hope, but when you ain't got it in God, your beauty gonna fade. Check out Ecclesiastes. Everything that's standing up gonna fall. Amen, including you, brother. Nothing's going to stay the same. And I want to point out what Hezekiah did. And it actually sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. But you got to give up something if you want to fight this time. And the problem is, I'm going to take this down. If you don't give up nothing, you ain't going to get nothing. Do you hear me? You're going through a bunch of fake motions. God can't help you because you're trying to do it yourself in the name of God. Yes, sir. A whole lot of folks use his name, don't believe in it. I learned that a long time ago. They had went out and got a various numbers of unbelievers and brought them off into holiness. And they never did get rid of their strange God or their strange doctrine. But they stayed in holiness and contaminated the way. To right now, holiness don't look like what it did 50 and 25 years ago. Hey man, you ain't got to like it, you ain't got to believe it. Hezekiah cut off the water supply outside of the city. To deny the Assyrians an easy source of water to sustain them during their siege. What are you cutting off so the devil can't keep bothering you? What are you cutting off? Who are you cutting off so the devil don't have direct access to you? Nobody. That's your problem. You feeding everybody that the devil is feeding and you giving an ear. No, you can't hear from God. No, you don't know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of Shaka Zulu. <laughs> Not Shaka Zulu. <laughs> Come on. We're finding that there is a strange voice and God is still 
still asking the woman, who told you that? He's still asking the church, where did you get that from? You didn't get it from me. The apostles them called it strange doctrine. And you tell me we ain't got no strange folks in the church. When they strange and they brought their strange doctrine to can't even identify with being saints. Won't even conform to a saintly way of life. Won't even conform to a saintly way of communication. Your mouth tell off on. And then he went about and fortified the city itself. Now wait a minute. You're supposed to be building up yourself. But the devil in you won't let you build up yourself. He allow you to tear down yourself and you go build up somebody else. Oh, you all right. You great. You good. The Lord knows. Yeah, he do know you're a fool walking and ain't even a good representative of the kingdom. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. Fortify the city itself. He would do everything he knew to do while trusting in God. A whole lot of us ain't trusting in God for nothing. We're trusting in our own arm. And our own arm is too short to save. Reckless. You're not a teenager anymore. You're supposed to be thinking. Teenagers and young people, the, the only problem they have, they don't think things through. If I do A, B, and C, I'm going to wind up with D, E, and F. It's bad when the saints of God don't think things through. Where's your wisdom? It came with the Holy Ghost. And you telling me every time you show up, you ain't got no wisdom. Can, can I tell you? Don't, please don't come in here with no yellow hair. I've been silent for the most part. Don't come in here dressed like the 20th century world. I don't care how old your clothes got to be. It's a shame when the world can't tell the difference between the saints and the sinners. Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't liking me. But how... how how, how, how are you going to fight and how the Lord going to fight for you? And he trusted in entrusting in God for success. In short, Hezekiah prepared for battle while seeking and depending on the Lord 
He prepared the city wall. Wait a minute. Just came to me. The devil tore you down for X number of years. 